Britain is about to witness the birth of robot wars. They're still making final adjustments. Three, two, one. Hello everyone and welcome to Activate, the Robot Wars podcast. I am Benji, also the Hitman, along with me. Crack open your skulls, he's about to pour some Robot Wars into your head. It's Robbie, harmlessly. Hey, how's it going? That sounded a bit violent. <laughs> not sure where that came from. <laughs> yeah, that was really like, it's kind of disgusting. That was a bit much, honest. wasn't it? <laughs> I should probably tone it down. Yeah, probably. You looking forward to talking about Heat E of Robot Wars? Boy, am I. Yeah, I, I kind of am, actually. You kind of are. <laughs> kind of are. I, I, no sarcasm. Genuinely looking forward to it. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Heat E. Yeah. Heat E. Heat E. Should we just jump straight in, like we normally do? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Clarification <laughs> for me. Brilliant. Right, should we start with the competitors, the usual, and then we'll get on to uh, the Jeremy Clarkson stuff. I like it. Let's do it. From Gloucester, Body Hammer. Body hammer time, sorry. From Morden, full metal anorak. Film reference. From Ludlow, Psycho Sprout. Nope, not got anything for this one. Not a single thing. I have nothing funny to say about this. From Worcester, reality. The T stands for turning circle. Maybe. From Haverford West, talk of the dead. And he shall appear in Robot Wars. Series 1, Heat E. First, from Biggleswade, Warthog. Warthog. Yeah. Well, let's talk about these guys, give a little <clears throat> brief summary, as we tend to. Mm-hmm. Guess we'll start with Body Hammer. We're Team Cold Fusion, and this is our robot, Body Hammer. Team Cold Fusion, you know of Cold Fusion? Tell us about Cold Fusion. Killy Cranky. Oh my god, you're right. Brilliant. So you do know Cold Fusion? I know Cold Fusion. Yeah, yes, that's, that's the team. Same team. Um, a cone with a hammer? Yeah, they've kind of gone for the Silent Hill cone head kind of look. Cone but, head? You know, Pyramid Head from... Yeah, I know Pyramid Head, I don't know Cone Head. <laughs> <laughs> do we need to stop and delete some more? No, we don't. <laughs> So yeah, like Conehead <laughs> from Silent Hill. <laughs> you like Pyramid Head from... If you have a hammer for a face. Well, the hammer becomes less... <laughs> yeah, less important as the episode goes on. <laughs> it should on. just be called Body, to be honest, for the amount of times <laughs> the hammer gets used at the end of it. Um, is a hammer a really effective weapon? If you think about it? I don't know. Well, as much as an axe, except not really going to pierce through anything, but if the blunt force trauma is strong enough, it would... These are made with Mind hammers, you, we've watched not... competitors backstage hammer things just casually. They're so... going to end up repairing another robot by accident. As far <laughs> as our understanding of how Robot Wars backstage works. I was going to say, we can make this robot the mascot for, for yeah. Robot Wars, with its hammering being the primary goal of it. Mm. There's something about the design that looks a little 50s alien B-movie to me. You know what it kind of looks like? What? Conehead. <laughs> From Dem Dare Silent Hills games. Yeah. Yes. Conehead. You know, that 
famous character. <laughs> well, uh, we've got to mention, because this actually made me laugh. I don't know if it made you laugh at all, but mm. when they give their little intro, when they mm. talk about the robot, yeah, and they're like, right, this is our robot body hammer, and they spin it round, and they let the hammer gingerly fall out of the, <laughs> <laughs> of the robot with absolutely no impact whatsoever, whilst they all have a dead serious, what are you going to do about that, stare at the camera. It's it amazing. <laughs> It may as well have just fallen out with a little flag that just says "not a threat." <laughs> it's just, I don't know why, but it just made me laugh. I, I, was, I wasn't expecting the hammer to come down. Very strange. Nine miles per hour, so decent bit. I'm not super fast, no, but faster than some of these other bots. That's for definite. It's the heaviest in this competition. That's... Not in this competition. In this heat, sorry. Considering just the difference in weight between a lot of these robots. And there's no, like, sort of real weight limit mm. that seems to be for this series that puts it at a huge advantage. It's a heavyweight competing with a bunch of lightweights this episode. Body hammer. Let's move on to Full Metal Anorak. Meets Full Metal Anorak. My name's Paul Baxter, Team Anorexia. Its main feature is this tyre-cutting blade for anybody silly enough to come along with soft tyres. Yep, that's a bot, all right. Did you catch the team name? No, what was it? Guess. Hang on. It's not the bot's name, is it? No, but it has part of the bot's name in it. So it's something to do with Anorax. Got it, yeah. Is it the Anorax? No. Team Anorak? No. Look at me, I'm wearing an Anorak. Nope. Team Anoraxia. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I was like... Okay. <laughs> okay. Moving on. It's it's worse because it's only 28.5 kilograms. It's one of the smallest bots in this episode. And at 12 miles per hour, it's going to be flying all over the place. Yeah, as we already know, with the small bots, they tend to fly around all over the place. Blades and tusks listed as weapons. Tusks? Tusks. Blades. Did they just glue sharp things to it at this point? Well, did... There was only one guy behind the team. Well, then we only saw one guy, really. Yeah. But I'm sorry, but that blade was not a weapon. Did you see the blade on the front of it? Yeah, it did. The toy really goalpost count. that was like yeah. glued yeah. to the front. At one point, he's carrying the robot by the blade. That's how threatening <laughs> it is. <laughs> it also kind of highlights how light these bots are compared to the 2016 series. Well, this one's only 28.5 kilograms, so it's, you it's... can pick it up like a suitcase and walk away with it. Yeah, I mean, it's just Crazy. still fairly heavy, but not anywhere near... I can't remember what body hammer was, but it was around the 80 kilo mark. Mm. So <laughs> this is a small bot, and it's got the least threatening weapon on ever. I mean, Robot the mm. Bruce has a more threatening weapon, and its weapon is it doesn't have any. Exactly. So, <laughs> looks like a shark slash stealth bomber. They like going with the stealth bomber look this season, I find. Yeah, that must have been... Kind of the style at the time. Yeah, it must be a nineties thing. I don't I know. I guess it was. Maybe that's when stealth bombers started just appearing. <laughs> as <laughs> is they how were, they did when they were no longer effective. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> when people started wondering what they actually were flying in the sky. <laughs> Best name for a bot. I think it's really cool. Full metal anorak. You cool. see, we did jacket anorak. Yeah, you know, war it's, robot wars. wars. You know, it's cool. cool. Oh, I wish it was a cooler robot. Mm. Or just a bigger version of itself. If it was three times the size, at least with its wedge kind of shape. 
it could yeah. have been more effective. But... It wanted to be a big, heavy pusher, really, didn't it? Mm, this is what happens when the competitors didn't really know what they were getting themselves into. Yeah. Well, we've got to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Psycho Sprout. Meet Psycho Sprout. Inside Psycho Sprout is a proprietary chassis with some of the components upgraded. The idea is that as this runs inside the chassis, the truck actually climbs up the inside of the wall. And as the centre of gravity is far over to one side, the whole sprout actually rolls along. Oh, Psycho Sprout, you're a round ball of fibreglass. What is the point in this bot? This is, again, this is what happens when people don't know what they're getting themselves into, where they end up literally entering a remote control monster truck hmm. inside a fiberglass ball with a wire frame around the monster truck so it doesn't end up upside down inside the ball itself. It's bizarre. No weapons. No weapons? Of course he doesn't have a weapon. How can you give a sphere a weapon? It won't be able to roll anywhere. So thank God for the rules that came later. Well, yeah, in, in a sense, yeah, because this can't possibly have an active weapon as a sphere. This is such a bizarre-looking thing. It has eyes, mm-hmm. which it takes a little while to notice. Yeah. It, it's kind of got a groove at the join, which kind of acts as a mouth, I guess. I guess. That's how they open yeah. it up as well. Yeah. Uh, it just, again, looks like something from a, a 50s B-movie, like Attack of the Killer Sprouts or something, and these <laughs> things just start dropping down and rolling yeah. about. It's really slow, but I think that's because it has to be, because if it was faster, mm-hmm. it would gain momentum, start rolling, and they wouldn't be able to stop themselves. Well, that's the thing. It's not got much in terms of control at all. It's literally like rolling a ball and hoping for the best. If it hits something, it's just going to roll away. <laughs> Definitely the most original design. I think that's... Yeah, yeah, it is. But for the right reasons? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know what this could compete in. It could have been the ball in the football competition. Oh my God. I mean, you know, but that's about it. Cash a team name? What was the team name? Guess. Was it something to do with Sprouts? Something to do with Sprouts. Ah, Team Sprout. No. Lots of Sprouts. No. Eat your Sprouts. No. Good for your Sprouts. Green Sprouts. No. Something no child wants to be. Fed lots of Sprouts. No. The Boy Sprouts. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Wants to be a Boy Sprout. Boy Sprouts. (laughs) Boy Sprouts. Boy Sprouts. Boy Sprouts. Fun little pun, but... Fun little pump. Okay. Reality. This is our robot. It's called Reality. It stands for Reverse Engineered Alien Technology. Reality. Now, let's see how long it took me to realise the joke. Quite a while at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay with me. Going into the other series. I did eventually. Give me seconds. There. Much later in the episode, way too late, I realised that reality, E.T., it's an alien. Real E.T. Yeah. Oh. You have no idea. Did you even get that? No. Oh my god! I was just thought of it as reality. Of course, Why reverse would... engineered alien technology. That's what it stands for. That's Real E T. 
I can't believe that. That's ridiculous. That's the the pun. Is it? Yeah. And then they just turned it into some dopey word. (laughs) I can't believe something went over your head, but not mine. Reverse engineered alien technology. That's what what it stands for. So I thought, that's what it means. No. It's a clever pun that they then had to develop upon. (laughs) Um, Nine miles per hour and lots of decorations. Yeah, it's actually chicken wire that surrounds the edge of it. Hmm. Um, just two weapons, two spikes at the front. Yeah. Kind of a bit of a tradition for this series is to just build a fancy looking, well, I say fancy looking, build a slightly decorative robot, put some spikes on the front where you can do combat. Not always how it works, though. No, there, there's not a lot of practical bots, especially in this episode. Yeah, you're right. Um no turning circle. It's got that going for it. It's got that going for it. It's not a terrible robot, but it is, again, quite lightweight. It's more there to be a bit of fun than it is to be competitive. It has all the uh, the beeps and the boops that it does, like alien technology. Mm. And it has a little alien in the front of it. It literally has a toy alien in it. Yeah, in the, in the cockpit. Mm. What was with the lack of practicality in this episode? We'll keep coming back to this, but what the hell is going on in this episode. I don't know. This is another thing that looks like it's from a B-movie from the 50s. Is this the... Literally. And did they, like, (laughs) they themed the episodes without announcing it? Like, if they said, this is the crazy episode where we get all the wacky bots in. What, like Body Hammer, which is really just... I mean, other than being a cone, it's kind of standard. Well, look at what we've talked about so far. Reality. A ball. There is a ball in in this episode. There's some weird stuff going on in here. Let's just move on. Well, talk of the devil. It's talk of the devil. And this is our robot, talk of the devil. On the front here, we've got a rotating cutting disc connected up to a starter motor. On the back, some rear defence. Hopefully cut something in there. Talk. Talk, another pun. Uh, really. Yeah. <laughs> is this the pun episode as well for the names for some of them? Oh, like uh, weird, like, oh, I don't know. Reality. 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 Torque of the devil. Torque of the devil. 57 kilograms. And what does that make it? Middle? Middleweight? For this series, I mean. For this series, God knows. It's it's just anything. It's just there. I mean, I keep reading the weight classes and there's something like 70 kilograms heavyweight. And I'm thinking, didn't every single bot in 2016 edge to the very top of the weight limit? Yeah, because you've got to be... He- I mean, being heavier puts you at an advantage when you're in a combat sport. Good point. <laughs> so, it's just the way it is. Yeah. Talk <laughs> of the devil. Fiberglass shell over wood. It's a wooden chassis. So, it's Ooh. it's essentially made to be cooked. And it looks mm. like it half is, to be honest. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's got quite a, ugly. It's got a blade and a drill. As far as weapons go, this is the most kitted out bot in it the is, episode. It is, if was if it had speed at all i i still need to be convinced this thing can move but mm. it's so slow and it can't aim its weapons so i don't know if they're any good in the first place as a cutting blade which looks fairly brutal for the time but oh yeah and the drill at the front's a bit odd it kind of looks like an enemy from doom that's what it reminded me of yeah, I guess it kind of does. I for, It looks a bit like a Reject Matilda design. Yeah, Reject House Robot, a fat hellhound. It looks That's, heavy, but it it's, it's not, really. It's not, and 
It's because it it's has a very fiberglass. Yeah, it's a very big fiberglass shell, which makes it look a lot sturdier and larger than what it really is. It is a bit of an odd one. I know the team. I think this is the team that wanted to compete in the American Robot Wars at the time, but they'd have been absolutely annihilated with this bot. Yeah. But hey, maybe it was just a bot that was put together quickly. I mean, it's made of wood at the end of the day. Wooden fiberglass is not a good it, combination. It's not, it's not your first choice, is it's it? It's not. You'd only choose that if you didn't have any other materials lying around. Yeah, you don't have time. Yeah. On to Warthog. This is Warthog. It's a middleweight robot designed for speed and agility, and it uses its bodywork as its weaponry. Warthog from Biggles Wade. Yeah, I noted it was from Biggles Wade. I don't know why that stood out. Because it's local to us, I guess. It's ten minutes down the road from us. Good Biggles Wade. Biggles Wade. It's beef from. Oh man! So it's got like, I guess you could say spike eyes. Spikes where the eyes should be. Yep, and that's apparently the weapon. I don't know if it will ever do any damage because twenty four point four kilograms. You I think it might be the lightest one this episode. It's yeah. not gonna. You can't beat something like. Body hammer no. that's almost four times that weight. No, exactly. It looks like a bit of cheese, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Bit of a strange design. Five millimeter ground clearance. You could get under that if you wanted to, really, couldn't you? It doesn't have much going for it. Mm. For a. Just. I don't know. I don't really get where the name came from for it as well. It doesn't look it, anything like a. A warthog. warthog. Is it spelt differently to warthog? Yeah, it is. The yeah. H is there. I don't know why. Hmm. Warthog. They could have just accented the war part. War. War. Tog. Yeah. Yeah. War tog. Did that. War tog. War dash tog. And it'd be yeah. war tog. Oh, well. <laughs> so that's the bots, right? <laughs> Hindsight. It's, it's nearly 20 years ago, so we can't really... We can't really complain. No. Well, we start the episode with the father of all wars. Yeah. I believe it. Oh, <laughs> JC himself is apparently the father of all wars. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the father of all wars, Jeremy Clarkson. One day, somebody opened up the shell of an oyster and found inside what appeared to be a large globule of phlegm. But instead of throwing it away, he ate it. And he discovered that it was not only delicious, but also that it was an aphrodisiac. Well, I have the same amount of respect for the man who looked at his remote control car and said, I know, I'll armour plate that and use it to bash into other armour plated remote control cars. It may not have resulted in an urgent need to have sex, but he had invented robot wars. Now, those of you who've been with us from the start will know that we already have four robots in next week's grand final. And tonight, six more are fighting it out for a chance to take them on. Let's meet them. Something something oysters. He doesn't talk about war this time. The only episode in which he doesn't actually talk about war. And they introduce just... him as Mr. War. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he's talking about how oh, the first guy to eat an oyster was brave. And relates it to the competitors. And then he started talking about aphrodisiacs, and then I kind of drifted out. It's easy to drift out. This is quite a long time they put into his opening monologue for a show where a lot of the actual action is heavily edited to, for the sake of time. Yeah, and but Would, he gets his allocated Yeah, spot. Jeremy but Clarkson gets a... He is such a recognisable face. Was he at the time? Yes. 
1998, he was a big recognisable face. Yes. You sure? Yes. You know, he'd been doing like car magazines. He'd had his own articles for quite a while. I'm presenter of the original format of Top Gear in 1988. Was it big in 1988? Has it ever not been big? I don't know. Since the mid-90s, he has become a recognised public personality. In fact, in 1998, he had his own chat show, Clarkson. So actually, he's fairly recognisable. So he's kind of like basically just a way of bringing people to the show. Be like, oh man, Clarkson, he's so funny, let's watch it. He does his little bit at the beginning. And they switch over. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 because there's more Clarksons come, man. You've got to stay and watch the rest. No, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I just wish they gave him some sort of better material to work with. It just, I don't know, it doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't seem relevant. It's when he's like, oysters and aphrodisiacs, robot wars. And it's like, where's the, what are you on about? <laughs> huh? <He's>... What? <laughs> yeah, very strange, but brings people to the show. And brings us to our tour of the gauntlet again. As ever, the first event is the gauntlet, the most fearsome fighting terrain known to man or robot. It's been cunningly designed so that there are any number of ways to get through, but there are also lots of hidden surprises for unsuspecting robots, like these corkscrew lances. And they may not survive if they stumble in the path of any one of our three, yes, three house robots defending the cause tonight. They are Matilda, Sergeant Bash, and Dead Metal. In fact, you'll probably get a good mangling from them. Now, survival is everything. The worst performer is out straight away and no one wants to face that disappointment so early on, so let the sparks fly. Yeah, it's definitely another... Oh, it's different every time. It is different every time. So that means that poor Forrester has to literally go over the same ground every episode. Six times. Do you reckon they filmed them all in one row? So they were like, right, start the back again then start talking about it and walking forward. I don't know, it depends how many days it took to film or and whether it was the same audience at the time she wears the same uh outfit every time doesn't she so yeah i think I, this must... kind of helps with continuity yeah i'm not 100 percent sure but who knows other than people who are actually there which is quite a few people to be honest but yeah it's not that important at the end of the day she takes us through the gauntlet six individual times each time sort of sort of focusing on different things exactly yeah Obviously, that brings us on to the gauntlet. Yeah, let's do it. So the first up is Full Metal Anorak. Yeah, a backwards start and goes for the maze. Yeah, well, the thing is, the turntable was kind of awkward timing, really, wasn't it? The turntable probably shouldn't be a turntable. Yeah. Just have it as a normal starting podium. Why does it need to spin? Exactly. It just seems a little odd. Just to be difficult. People mm. are losing seconds to it spinning. It's yeah, especially if the time starts when it's side on. So you can't get out until mm. it's either front or back facing. But whatever. Exactly. So full metal anorak, uh, takes on the maze, great control, slow and steady, and then makes it all the way to the finish. Yeah, as is normal for the smaller bots, the maze is quite an easy or easier thing for them to do because it's more difficult for them to get stuck on the maze. Mm. They tend to be better controlled, so nice and easy. The only thing I noticed noted about this was the gauntlet has landmines. Well, 
landmines. Mm. They're pretty much just metal circles. Metal circles on the floor. But why? I don't know. Jonathan Pierce does call them landmines, but then clarifies that they're not really landmines. <laughs> so it removes all hazard and danger from them. They're just the most pointless thing. So that brings us to this gauntlet that now has springs, landmines. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, it is A pendulum is. <laughs> that's not that threatening. Yeah, we've seen that bounce off bots with zero repercussion. <laughs> bounce off a teddy bear. Yeah. This doesn't seem very threatening. It's not great. It's not great. Really, the only interesting part is the maze. It's nice to see how they actually control. Yeah. And Full Metal Anorak did really well. Yeah, good on them. Yeah. Next up, Talk of the Devil. And this is where they name drop uh, American Robot Wars. They do, yes. Yeah. Or Robot Wars in America, whatever they like to call it. Was it yeah, whatever. Um, the original Robot Wars. Yeah. The OG ro- Robot Wars. OG. Nice. Uh, another backward start for this one. This seems, this seems to be a trend for some yep. reason. They also have to start backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, their whole run consists of them getting the crap beaten out of them by Sergeant Slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter. By Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> oh my god, that would be the best twist ever. Sergeant Slaughter. Just comes down. <laughs> I realise that starts a... kicking butt. What? He puts them in the the Cobra clutch. clutch. <laughs> this this robot that's made of fiberglass just lifts it up and starts putting it to sleep. Ah, <laughs> uh, by Sergeant Bash. Sergeant Bash beats the hell out of poor Talk of the Devil. Talk doesn't seem to be able to move all that much. It's a, it's a very slow plodding bot, and really can't toe to toe with Sergeant Bash. Can't toe to toe of anything because no. it, it just barely move. No, so Sergeant no Bash just runs into it over and over again. So it ends up on the grid. It's doomed. Four point nine two meters. Ouch! Ouch indeed. Next up for it is Body Hammer. Body Hammer, and go straight to the maze. Yeah, it's surprising for for the yeah. bigger bots. They they tend to favour. Either the ramp where they mm-hmm. always get stuck, so I don't yeah. know why, or just going straight through the house robots, which are sort of their size anyway, yeah. so it's not too big of a deal. They also start backwards, just because I don't know this whole season's backwards to be honest. But... <laughs> so why not? <laughs> yeah, so why not? It's a steady run straight through, like obviously a solidly made bot mm. textbook. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, literally, there's nothing special to say other than good job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Next up to take it on is Warthog. First one that actually gets a start going forwards. Yeah, but that turntable still being a pain. The only reason they got a start facing forward is because they waited Did it they, out. They waited it out. slowly round. <laughs> God. Um, they <laughs> they just get stuck on a fence. They charged forward. Kind of got wedged on the fence. Kind of got wedged on the fence. Got wedged on the fence. They were wedged. 3.92 metres. The only thing noteworthy about this robot is if you go on the Robot Wars wiki, mm-hmm. its picture, its mm-hmm. like profile picture, is it stuck on the, <laughs> <laughs> on the side. And then later Aww. on, there's a zoomed in picture showing how it was stuck. This <laughs> <laughs> is the only images available of this machine. It's just it stuck on, on a fence. That is brilliant. Um, oh, God, that is terrible. Yeah, the team's not too happy. But Yeah, the post-run uh, interview with Jeremy kind of is quite awkward. awkward, where he simply says to Jeremy, don't want to talk to you. <laughs> yep. And Jeremy's like, 
fine. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy's just he's more along like the lines of, well, don't have to anyway at this rate because you're yeah. gone. Yeah, well, um, it was never going to win in the first place, Warhawk. Let's no. face it, a, a machine that small was never going to beat the heavyweights. No. So, eh. <laughs> yeah. Not much to say, unfortunately. Nope. Next up, Psycho Sprouts. Now, admittedly, I was very interested to see how this would perform. You can't not watch Psycho yeah. Sprout. It is a ball. It's really it's just, going, it's just a ball <laughs> rolling a around. Ball slowly, yeah, just rolling slowly along. rolling around. And very it really slow. does. Uh, it goes straight into Sergeant Bash. You're stuck between two pyramids for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gets a little help from Sergeant Bash, gets a little nudge in the direction. I think that was... Intentional? Yeah, I think yeah. they were trying to make sure that the crazy ball robot got through. Yeah. At least to the second round, because it's a crazy ball robot. And people want to see what it's going to do next. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they, they do all right. Nine metres, yeah. Yeah, nine yeah. metres. For, for a ball, you think you just roll straight through it and everything would be fine and dandy i guess the only thing they definitely couldn't go for would be the ramp because so they blame the tv cameras for interfering, interfering yeah now tv really i'm not sure i mean if I that's the case it's not going to work anywhere ever because there's always going to be something transmitting yeah. something nearby unless they only tested this out in some field somewhere. I mean, there's a lot of electronics on, I suppose, on a TV set, but can it really interfere with your remote? It hasn't really interfered with anyone else. That's the TV true. cameras haven't done that yet. They can't That's blame that. <laughs> can't blame your tools. Okay, so they did nine meters, and that takes us to reality. Well, they very they... slowly get on the ramps and down the other side. Oh, but there's another ramp. <laughs> so gets up on that ramp, makes its way over, and then flies down the ramp. Done. Yeah, that ending, they were just like, actually, we can go really fast. <laughs> Why did they just I do that in the it. first place? I thought it was the best run I've ever seen on the gauntlet. I swear to God. Just very steady, slowly doing the ramps. Completely disregarded the fact that this show is watched primarily for entertainment <laughs> this was literally watching a remote control car very steadily go up and down and up and then down a bit faster but it was, but, uh, it, was oh, it was annoying when they went down a bit faster because it was just like oh so you could do that the whole you were doing this on purpose then too many bots have tried to rush it and just go tumbling off the side I just imagine them in their little booth going no, slower slower slower, slower. Well, well it's that time go fast oh well, there you go you might as well just fall down the other side. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, backstage, talk of the devil looks pretty beaten up. Well, let's talk about how Warthog's out, but no one really mentions much about it. Just like, and Warthog's out. Dun, 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 dun. And then that's it. And then they never mention him again. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've got the time so limited here, and you've got oh. to give your time to Jeremy Clarkson and talking about even do an oysters. So. No, that's a good point. He needs to get his oysters in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Talk of the Devil's uh, got some holes punched in it. What you get for having a, a hollow fiberglass shell? Like, there's nothing keeping it from Absolutely. being punctured really easily. Oh, well. Took a pounding. Time for the trial. Trial. And this trial is actually not stupid. In this week's trial, our five surviving robots have to take on a steel maze called the Labyrinth. 
Now, there are lots of different routes through it, so only a complete idiot would ever end up going down a dead end. Um, what makes it particularly difficult is that all the time you're being attacked, not only by your fellow competitors, but by the superheated halitosis of Sergeant Bash. Quite. Then there's Shunt, who is a psychopath, and Matilda, who is always in a bad mood. But then wouldn't you be if you had a chainsaw sticking out of your bottom? As usual, the last one to reach the end zone, or the one that covers the least distance, will be killed and eaten. No, it's not. It's a maze. It is the labyrinth of doom. They don't call it that. I added that. But it's labyrinth. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's it's an actual maze as opposed to the gauntlet's maze, which mm. is not a maze. No, it's just a queuing system. system. <laughs> this is a real maze, mm-hmm. which uh, uh, Jeremy Clarkson manages to take us through again. It takes him ages to just describe what a maze is. Yeah, and but he had really great chemistry with the house robots. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, he actually reacted to them yeah, really like well. Sergeant Bash like, did the flamethrower and he was like, steady on. <laughs> Watch it. And he's just like, he talks to them as if they're real people. <laughs> His chemistry with machines, let's yeah, face he it. He really does, doesn't he? <laughs> it's so good, yeah. So it's legitimately a maze with house bots in it and you need to all get free. So you all just go charging him. Yeah, it's a shame that the robots are so, you know, are not great, you know, for whatever reasons, yeah. because it's kind of just chaos as per usual with the trial round. They they could have done with letting the bots uh, teams know how wide the corridors were. Little things. Little things like that, because it's, it gets out of hand pretty quickly. It's all pointless as well, this whole maze, because Psycho Sprout is not moving. So, exactly. So it doesn't matter. Who, you know, Psycho Sprout definitely get in the door, and, and you've won. Psycho Sprout couldn't get through if it wanted to. It's too big to go through the maze, and it's too weak to push its way past the house spot. Psycho Sprout were actually supposed to be in Heat F and got changed to Heat E, so they weren't prepared for anything like this. Ah, uh, well. really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I don't know why Ooh. they were just for some reason things changed. We're gonna have to try and get in touch with them and ask them. Yeah, yeah. The Boy Sprouts. The Boy Sprouts. They'll be <laughs> out there somewhere. Very weird. Okay, so full Metal Anorak uh, kind of gets through, then turns around, picks a fight with Matilda. I mean, terrible idea. It turns out to be a terrible idea in the end because he um, possibly blows out his... Uh, yeah, he blows a motor. Blows a motor or something. Just It's just such a badass thing to do. It's very, very brave to be that small and go after Matilda. Mm-hmm. To go after any robot, even the other competitors. Because I suppose at this point, backstage, the housebots are kind of seen as the enemy. Yeah, I guess so. So I guess maybe just saw the house, just saw Matilda going for one of the competitors, mm. turned around and got stuck in. Also, somehow from the maze, reality's wheel snapped off yeah i'm not sure how that happened <laughs> that's quite impressive really <laughs> from yeah, it is it's most of strange. the maze is inanimate it's just the house maybe in there, when but... it got bashed about a bit by been, matilda yeah. i'd hope so i hope it wasn't just movement in general yeah so psycho sprouts out post-match so full metal anoraks blown a motor but we're so used to seeing the robots wheeled out on gurneys that it's weird to see him just standing there holding it with one arm. Holding it by the weapon. By the weapon with one he, arm. Which he bigs up a lot, which he's like, oh, if you have soft tyres, I'm getting you with my blade. 
that he holds in his hand. He holds in his hand. Holds uh, the whole machine by the blade. Either a total disregard for health and safety. Maybe the guy is the bravest guy ever. Or he's totally crazy. <laughs> or the bot's just very light and not very dangerous. <laughs> Either way, it doesn't bode well, no. to, to be honest. Really strange. And then obviously we've got the broken wheel problem. And the broken wheel problem as yeah. well. Yeah. So we get quite a brief introduction to the judges. Well, it's the briefest we've ever had. Because yeah, they're, sort of... they're mentioned slightly. And I don't think we even see him properly. Did we even get a Sinclair C5? He just says there's a panel of judges, essentially. My I don't God. even think the camera pans to them for this episode. That's not cool. No, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. It is quite weird. But again, I guess it's down to what they could fit into the episode in the time frame. So, yeah. hey, we're on to our semi-finals. The actual fighting is going to start. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> it's, this has been a weird episode. I, uh, the only thing I'm disappointed in is I did really want to see what Psycho Sprout would be like in a fight. It would have just got thrown around. <laughs> it, just be a, it just got thrown around it like a balloon. It would have been a hilarious fight until inevitably the ball itself got pierced and then mm-hmm. things shattered or just thrown over the side and you what just had and side? you just had a remote control car with wire frame around it driving just around stuck oh uh, oh well yeah oh talk has a plaster on its butt <laughs> <laughs> it does because... classic and the hammer has been taken off body hammer yeah so it hasn't used the hammer at all yet and now it's been replaced with a what do they call it like a destructor or something. No, that, exactly, yeah. I didn't even catch it. He just kind of whispers something about, yeah, we'll put a destructor on it. It's a it's a little spike. So now it's mm. body spike. It's not body hammer. Body, body hammer. Spike. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a shame that body hammer never uses its hammer. It's the big mistake of naming your bot after your weapon and then losing your weapon. <laughs> Do you yeah, know what I mean? Because now it's just body. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Could you imagine if Carbide lost its spinning blade entirely and but its name was Spinning Blade. It would look a bit awkward, really. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? So the match is Talk versus Body Hammer. Talk does its usual tactic, which is like like what animals do when they're scared, which is stay absolutely still and hope, yep. and hope the uh, predator doesn't see you. Unfortunately, Body Hammer is much stronger, actually kind of an impressive pusher. It's about 20 to 30 kilos heavier. Mm. than Torque, and Torque is the second heaviest in the in this heat, so Body Hammer has a huge weight advantage. The whole match consists of Body Hammer just spiking Torque until the house robots join in and also beat up Torque. And to show how like weak the fiberglass armour is, Dead Metal's pincer just <laughs> goes through it like butter. They just walk into him and it goes straight through. It is not your first choice when you're picking armor. Body Hammer shoves Torque into dead metal. Mm-hmm. Torque manages to get out. Body Hammer just shoves him right back in again. It is a brutal shoving contest where Torque did not have a chance. It's not a contest. No. It's not a contest. No. <laughs> it's brutal shoving. It's bullying. Winner, Body Hammer. Easily. Walks backstage, round of applause. Yeah, interesting. Which is fair. Yeah, um, they're pretty beaten up, the Torque team, but... Mm. Oh, well, it's over for them now. You don't have to worry about their machine being plastered up anymore because no. There's, there's no need for it to exist anymore, unfortunately. 
But they won't be getting far in the American Robot Wars with that. <laughs> no, you've got to be a heavy hitter if you're going to do America. Reality versus Full Metal Anorak. Full Metal Anorak can't do anything because they're too small. Yeah, there's some collisions at first. Oh, there's some collisions at first, and then all of a sudden, Sergeant Bash just says, screw the rules, I'm going in. Yeah, what was that all about? I don't know. Basically, forget about the zones. Doesn't matter. Bots can do whatever they want. The house bots just come riding in. Sergeant Bash breaks all the rules was it and looked... starts squashing full metal anorak. Was it looked upon as too boring? Were they like, you know what? Just just go kill full metal anorak. They cause... must have been given the go-ahead to do it because th- they just completely... It was really aggressive as well. It wasn't like a one-off go and poke them. It just suddenly... Sergeant Bash is part mm. of this match. It becomes a triple threat and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Reality was in control anyway. The spikes are actually doing damage. That's the, that's, that yeah. shows how things have changed. Little tiny spikes are doing pretty big damage. You on would get nowhere attack. in the 2016 <laughs> series. Yeah, with two little spikes. Unless you were very fast. With a lot of pushing power. But considering something that's fairly slow, not very heavy, mm. not much pushing power still can spike the hell out of Full Metal Anorak. Says everything. But it all ends with Full Metal Anorak sort of gets herded onto the grill. They don't get pushed necessarily, but they don't really have an option but to drive onto it. Exactly. They're, they're just out. Game over. Grill. Grill defeat's probably the most boring defeat of all of them. Because the bot just inexplicably... The bot just inexplicably... I can do this. Inexplicably? Inexplicably. 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 The bot just sort of stops moving. (laughs) Just comes to a standstill without explanation. And they're just like, he's on the grid. Is he? I guess it makes sense. This is why they introduced the pit. Because at least then it looks more dramatic. Yeah, definitely. And they fall in as opposed to being stuck on a grill. It's like, no. It's not great. (laughs) Oh, and this was the point where I realised reality, real E.T. Uh, yeah. Real E.T. It took me this far. Not, not one of them fake E.T.s. No, no, this is a genuine E.T. Mm-hmm. It's obviously not. Is, is this when Jonathan Pierce also calls it some sort of demented cricket? He likes saying demented by, you know, before he describes the bot. <laughs> Everything's a demented something to Jonathan Pierce. Mm. <laughs> Reality's through. Yep. Which brings us to the final of the episode, the main event. Body Hammer versus Reality. Yep, so it's Spike versus Spike, even though Body Hammer's supposed to be a hammer. They yeah. just don't have a functioning hammer. Nope. The, oh, the disappointing thing is, I know it definitely worked at some point, because if you look, the picture they use for all, like, when they're ranking them and when they show hmm. so-and-so versus so-and-so, the picture for Body Hammer has the hammer half down, oh. so it's mid-action. So it worked one, at one point. When they were taking a photo of it. When they were taking it. a photo of it. Damn, that sucks. This is basically a battle of the pushers. Yeah, but there's one big difference between the two, and that's that body hammer's nearly twice the weight of reality. Exactly. So who wins? It's uh, It was never a fair fight to begin with. Oh. And, and they're faster as well, actually, which is interesting. Yeah, they're bigger yeah. and faster. Just a better designed bot, I guess. Mm-hmm. What was all this when Matilda came in, and Jonathan Pierce is all like... Matilda's angry, must be PMT, pre-mechanical tension. Boom. What? what was he on about I this episode? Know. He's usually really good, but he's coming out with some really strange ones this I time around. I he's being fed lines by Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> well, I'm pretty, cause I'm pretty sure he's not doing it live. Because no, if you no. notice, um, 
like way back in the gauntlet, hmm. he'll commentate like a reaction to what um, their little interview bit says. Yeah. So Which there's no way he could have seen. Could, yeah, so, it's at the no. exact right moment. It's all done in post edit. He's not actually sitting there in a booth. Although that would have been brilliant. I think he, I think in, at least in some future series he is actually there, but I'm guessing not for this one. It's difficult, really, to have fluid commentary on something as hectic as Robot Wars, mm-hmm. especially when there's no tactics like this one. It's just two bots colliding, really, and then the house bots just completely disregarding the rules and running in. Because I get, you know, not policing the house robots too much because you want to see them get used. You want to see them do stuff. Come and but... do stuff when it's obvious what a robot has lost yeah. or if a robot goes into the corner. I guess that's why, like, the CPZs in the newer series, they're a lot bigger than they yeah. are in this. It's such a tiny little area of the arena. Exactly. They can't really one. move in the first series, can they? Yeah. So so the elimination, let's talk about this very tame ending to the battle. This reality just... Reality's kind of just teetering on the edge of what's classed as being knocked out of the arena. And Body Hammer just comes and gives it a little little taparoo on the side. It's not really out of the arena, is it? It's just that for some reason the fence expands onto the floor and they get stuck on it. Just Body Hammer makes sure they're stuck on it. And that's how it ends. He's just out of the area of play, so it's classed as a a throw-out. But as Cease is called, Mm. did you notice the audience... There was a woman going absolutely mental, really, like, f- hands flailing, screaming, like she was. So- she must have been like a relative of the Body Hammer team, or something. Oh my she god! Was absolutely going crazy, like Robot Wars mega fan, number one fan. That is awesome. I like it when the crowd get completely and utterly nuts, and it's it's brilliant, Robot Wars fans, because especially at the live shows, you can just see on the screen that they are nuts. I mean, it's not a weird thing as well. Remember, this is the first series, and like you say, not many people really knew what, you know, Robot Wars was going to be. No, they didn't really know what it was. It wasn't a big thing. You couldn't just go on the internet and find it. Well, I suppose you could at the time, but not as not as, not as easy a thing unless you were looking for it. When was YouTube started? Oh, 2006. Wow. Or 2004, one of the two. 2000s, mid-2000s. What a time to be alive. Mm. What did you give that episode? I gave that episode a two. I felt like it was just, it just sort of happened. It was pretty standard, but I felt like most of the robots in this episode never stood a chance in the first place because Body Hammer was so much bigger. If every robot had the same design, but was the same weight as Body Hammer, things like reality would have had more of a chance they would be able to push Body Hammer. The small, the really tiny bots that are wedges would have had more of a chance because if Body Hammer was flipped, it would just be rolling around on the floor as a cone. Nothing really stood a chance against Body Hammer anyway. They didn't even need a functioning weapon because they were just bigger. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. I went with one and three quarters. I'm pretty brutal. Oh, good, yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty brutal, I'm not going to lie to you. But there was just so much throwaway in this episode. There was so much um, unpractical robot design. To the point where I guess you kind of had to have the house bots come flying out. Otherwise, it'd just be two bots bumping into each other. Have we been spoilt by modern robot wars? Maybe. Maybe. This was pretty bad, though, to be honest. Like, Well, we've seen really great bots earlier in this series. Even though it's the first series, there have been some good bots. But not really in this episode. No, nothing of note. Um, not many of the competitors are that noteworthy other than Body Hammer. 
because mm-hmm. their team go on to make the robots pussycat and then killy cranky. Yeah. So they make but some solid then, bots. But... Even then, they make more famous bots later. It's not that Body Hammer's particularly no, no, great. Exactly. It's, it's, all, it's all right, but it's nothing special. It seemed like it was focusing too much on just aesthetics. Maybe that's why we got a lot of Jeremy Clarkson's episode. Maybe there just wasn't a lot of great robot content to yeah. use. Yeah, maybe. That's how it feels anyway. But on the plus side, we did get to see Psycho Sprout. We saw Psycho Sprout. Disappointing, yes, but was it ever not going to be, to be honest? I think Psycho Sprout is an experience. I don't know. It was weird. It's a beach ball. It's just a ball. It's a beach ball. It is a round ball with a little... Right, it's literally a remote control car inside it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Good old yeah. Shrek's left testicle <laughs> making its first appearance. <laughs> it's absolutely horrible. Oh man. <laughs> okay, so the next episode we'll be covering will be the final. Yeah, Heat F for final. You really wanted to save that for the next episode. Because I can say it next. You can say it again. It's just we've heard it now. The joke's done. (laughs) Oh yeah, because (laughs) because everyone's laughing so hard. I thought it was clever, (laughs) and I'm the reality guy. Remember? Oh dear. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah. Follow us at Podcast Activate because someone else already had at Activate Podcast. Mm -hmm. Send us an email to activatepodcast at gmail dot com. Leave a rating and review on iTunes if you enjoyed the podcast. If not, why do you listen this far in, actually, to be honest? Like, You've done pretty well, like, friend. Yeah, well done. <laughs> this has been quite a while. Like, why? <laughs> why do you keep listening? <laughs>